0: welcome back everyone to the flow track podcast i'm kevin he is gordon flow track podcast at gmail.com is the email address if you'd like to write in we are going to be talking about the european championships today we're also going to do another edition of guess my pr where gordon vows to do better he's on a little bit of a losing streak we can say on guess my pr
1: yeah you could say that it's not been good for me i've been underestimating people, overestimating people. I just, it's not been good, but today's the day. Today's the day I figured
2: it out. I also will say, mm-hmm. take a good look behind me. This is the last time you're going to see this. Mm. Because on Friday, I will have a new backdrop. That's all I have to say about that. Terrific. <laughs> Very simple.
0: <laughs> Very simple. Uh- Colt, thoughts? Your mic's already on, so chime in here, Colt.
1: Oh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for the new background.
0: Mm-hmm. Are we ever going to get a Colt shot, by the way?
1: We will. I think we'll eventually bring in the Colt shot. Do you have a camera on you, Colt? Uh, I don't right now. I mean, I can set one up pretty easy if you wanted it. Right. We should have a Colt cam like in the upper corner so we can see when mm-hmm. you like leave the podcast to go to the bathroom or get food, and we'll be there. <laughs> Where's Colt? Do you, do you, oh, you think Colt I leave cam? a lot? Do you think I leave a lot during the show? I don't leave that much. You don't know. <laughs> okay. There's no camera to prove. Yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> I need an accountability camera, I guess. Yes, accountability cam. The accountability Colt cam. I love that.
0: <laughs> you're you're pulling assets a lot of times, so because we can see your computer, so we we have that knowledge of him. True. Googling furiously, and then Gordon getting mad. No, no, click over there. No, not there. And then no one no, knows. No,
1: it's not spelled like that. Colt. God damn you should have seen <laughs> like, when he was googling jake whiteman that was fun oh well that's was, a tough one i know no but he was
0: spelling
1: hard spell. it white as a w-h-i-t-e man m-a-n like
0: white man. yeah yeah that, that one's difficult but there was one time too he was trying to bring up a head-to-head on the World athletics page which is cool that that feature exists on the World athletics page but it lists like every distance so he was pulling up like marvin bracy versus trayvon brumell in like the 55 meter or something like that and i was like no and he's like, they haven't raced each other i guess not coming up with any results it's like nope gotta, gotta pull down to the we need a race they've never no raced. yeah
1: we need a colt cam and then we also need like a colt's computer cam so we can just see all the behind the scenes
0: yeah i listen you're doing great colt we appreciate thank you thank thank you let's Let's get into this, Gordon. Let's talk European championships because we had some big names in action on Tuesday night. And we'll start first with Jakob Ingebrigtsen taking the men's 5,000, one half of his double. He did it with ease, basically playing with his food in this race. Gordon waited till the last 200. And then really the last 100 is where he separated from Mohammed Khatir, who we thought was the only guy who could rival Ingebrigtsen in this field. But it was... No contest, 13, 21, could have gone quicker. Never really looked like he was pressed or under stress at any point in this race. This is what you expect to see when someone like Jakub Ingabritzen is competing at a, at a European championships where the whole world is not able to to go at him and give him their best shot. Just complete, complete dominance for, for Jakub.
1: Yeah, there was only one athlete truly who had a chance to even potentially challenge him, and that was Katir. Spain um, but just the way the race played out he's the best miler in the world he has a great kick for this distance um, it was kind of a foregone conclusion that it was going to end this way and this is what we
2: saw so um, Ingebrigtsen continues to show that he is one of the best he continues
1: to win especially at the European level you see that mm-hmm. three outdoor titles three indoor one cross country, one junior outdoor, four junior cross countries. He's going to probably add another outdoor European title. He's the king of Europe, that's for sure. I'm hmm. not sure if there's a government. I mean, I guess the he probably decides the uh, the value of the euro based on his dominance at European Championships. He's probably they're going to make a new they're going to make a new uh, um coin and call it the Ingebritzen coin jacob coin and it's going to be we a one ratio with the
0: euro for for manda we looked up how old you had to be to be president of sweden now i'm looking up how old you have to be to be prime minister of of norway because maybe that's maybe well, that's not norway platform. he needs to be
1: in charge of the european union oh the
0: e the eu gotcha yeah gotcha gotcha yeah. the whole the whole area i see i see yeah this i guess you get continental supremacy when you when you win this race yeah that's, that's how it the, works. that's the whole that's the whole allure here of the European Championships. Wouldn't I thought about when he's running this... We
1: decide, wouldn't that be great if we decided like political leaders based off of like athletic competitions? How many people
0: would tune in to watch that, that? That'd be a we terrible think. idea. But... It worked in the... Uh, they did that
1: in the olden days, right? Like gladiator type shit? No. No? There had to have been a time where they decided who's going to lead a country or a town or a school district or whatever based off of an athletic competition. <laughs> there had to have been at least once in
0: our, in our world history. I know you, you said it as if it was like a common thing. Like all the time, if they all ran the 5,000, they got together. You know what it reminded me of? Do you remember last year in the NBA when one player would be, be having his way with the other guy on the other team and they started doing the too small thing?
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, We're yeah. rocking it. The became,
0: baby. yeah, and it became commonplace, even if the person wasn't smaller than, than, than the person who was scoring on them. It's just a way to be like, I'm just better than this. Like, this, per- they can't stop me. There's nothing that you can do to stop me. I felt like Inger Britson with 50 meters to go was going to do the too small thing um, on, on the rest of the field. And listen, the 15, I expect something similar here because there's no Jake Whiteman in this field. Um, Kerr's not in it. The amount of people who could challenge him is very small at all. So again, but double, you know, this is only a, what, six day meet. Got to have to run rounds as well. So I like that he going back to what we were saying before about Femke bowl doubling and, and Ingebrigtsen doubling. I like the fact that they, up the difficulty level for these continental championships. Yeah, for sure. Continental championships. Just just incredible. Why are you calling it um, a
1: continental championship? Is that what we're supposed to call it?
0: Well, Europe is a continent. And these are the championships of Europe. So I was thinking for the bonus pod, by the way, because I was running through all the different scenarios. I know we're talking about US versus UK, but that's sort of tough because you get out, there's a Couple good matchups and some events, but then you start to really have to stretch. And I talked about doing four different teams, four different countries, right? Invite invite four countries to this, but that's sort of tough too because some countries are predominantly distant. Some are there's very few events where you can get crossover of four countries all with top flight people. So what I'm leaning towards now, and you can tell me if this is a bad idea, is continents. I know they already do the Continental Cup, but with the current rosters we have, and inviting three continents—North uh, America, Central America, Africa, and Europe—those are the three
2: continents that get to wait, show wait, up. Wait, 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 wait. Central America. That's not a continent, is it?
0: Technically, North no. and Central. I don't think, but- it, yeah, North slash Central. It's in Central. It's it's oh, in it's okay. with I us. Thought you meant Central America, NACAC, Central basically. No, basically NACAC is, is one. So US, Canada, and then you get Caribbean, all that stuff, right? That's one team. Europe is another team. And then Africa is a third team. When you do that, because I was going through the top times, there's a lot of events where it, it's, you have really great representation. I would not hold the men's formula hurdles in this scenario because Dos Santos would not be able to compete. So that would not be on my schedule of events um so warholm if he wants to run would we'll have to run something else but it works like when you go you know the hundred the uh, even the distance stuff obviously you get you'd have awesome matchups so i think we might do it continental style but
1: i mean you put jamaica you to and us on the same team yeah do we get to create a I relay am... and see who would be on our relay if jamaica and usa are on the same team
0: yeah because listen if That'll you if you made it a quote qual- if you made it a quad meet, like what I was talking about before, and the four countries I was thinking about was US, UK, Jamaica, and Kenya, all right, like the women's 800 is awesome. Thingmo, Keely Hodgkinson, Mary Mora, Natoya Gould, great, love it. You could come up with some relays, like you could do a sprint medley, that's cool, because everybody has, we just mentioned that they all have an 800, like you do a mixed gender sprint medley where they all have to, The the woman has to run the eight at the end or something like that but then what are you gonna do in the, you know, in the 15 or in the five, right? What are you gonna do? The women's hundred is not gonna be that interesting because some of those countries just don't have anybody who can compete. So it's very, it's very tough to create a compelling meet with those four countries or really any four countries because track is just too expansive.
1: When are we recording this pod? Later today or tomorrow?
0: Friday, right, Colton? Friday,
1: We're recording Friday and then releasing on the weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the okay. main point of that pod, though, is to tell the story about why you had to get rid of your shoes. It's really <laughs> the, the other part of it, because I think people will be into that. I know. I mean, you're promoting it heavily. I saw you. You were posting. I'm one realizing one it,
1: what this. I've done, that I have to deliver the information <laughs> that I was hesitant on delivering. But, oh, hey, yeah. I'll and do, since it you said it, do it for the members. do it for the members.
0: Colt heard it, I heard it. So I'm definitely bringing it up. So, unless you want to edit all that out, which I don't think you're going to be able to do, because I'm going to keep coming back to it too, I'm just going to drop little mentions of it throughout. So, it's basically going to be impossible to, to clear it out of the edit. All right, let's talk about the 100. One of the events I was excited about seeing because I was wondering hey, Mont Jacobs didn't look good this year, was hurt, banged up, never really ran any fast times after World Indoors, then ultimately had to withdraw. From Worlds after running around in Eugene. Didn't look great there, but 995 wins the title, beats Zarnell Hughes. I mean, do you think do you think this is a sign that he is back fully, needs a little bit more time? Where do you assess Jacobs after this win in Munich?
2: Uh I mean what should the definition of back fully, like back fully would be
1: you can challenge Fred Curley for a win. I don't think he's yeah. able to beat Fred Curly think- next week. No. But okay. he has shown that he's getting healthier, which is great. And that, you know, I mean running sub ten is like a good sign that like you're prepared to potentially enter a place where you what- think you can go. There's a lot of Weird words yeah, me to say. say. He's he's a race away from being a race away. Put it that way. You know, how some people in other sports like you're a year away from being a year away. I think he's a race mm-hmm. away from being a race away. So it's a lot shorter because he can get two more races in him. But I think he's a race away from being a race away. So there's a probably forty percent chance that he will be a factor in the Diamond League final if he were able to. Make it
0: to the Diamond League
1: final, but only 40%. And sure.
0: that's, yeah, and that's why this is exciting, is because there's yeah. still more season left. So we could see him in some Diamond Leagues. Curly isn't going to run, but you could see him against Bromel. You could see him against Bracey. This was a, this had some top guys in it, though. Like beating Hughes is a good win here. Again, it's not going to be as deep as a Diamond League, not as deep as a, as a, as a world championships, of course. But there was legitimate doubt about whether i he'd run the rest of the season. And if he didn't run the rest of the season, then you're thinking back like, hey, is this injury worse than we thought? And also, is it just a situation where 2021 was his year and he's going to constantly be trying to recapture that for the rest of his career? Because you look at 2022, yeah, indoors was good, right? You know, ran that 641, beat Christian Coleman. But then he goes to outdoors. He ran 9.99 win aided, then a 10.04, then he runs a 10.12, then runs 10.04 in the first round uh, at Worlds, and then scratches the semis. Like he had not had a good 100 meter race this year, so this this was it. I agree with you though. There is another level up or another tier. I don't know. You probably don't want to talk about tiers ever again. But I think there is another tier to go here between edging. Zarnell Hughes and winning a European title and beating that that group of Americans at the top of the world list this year. And I hope we get to see it because that's what that's the perp- That should be the purpose of these post-championship meets. We don't like them all the time. They're confusing because the season should be over, but it keeps going. But if we're gonna have them, it's for situations like this where people were hurt, major championship. You didn't get to see them in the marquee matchup. Now you can can see them race like it's just it's it's encouraging for Jacob obviously and to have this opportunity for him to get back and have a have a championship title to run for very motivating for him. And I give him credit for taking advantage of the opportunity. It is going
1: to be a little bit of a bummer, though, because I don't believe Fred Curley's running the rest of the year. I think he's not. Yeah. So we're not going to be able to see him go up against Curley. We will get to see him go up against, though, Rommel, Bracey, Coleman, all the other, you know, Seville maybe. So we'll be able to get at least a little bit of an idea of what he would have been if he was healthy for world championships.
2: Mm-hmm. But here's my question for you. If the injury never happened, mm-hmm. and
1: based on what you see here in this 995, what place do you think he would have gotten at Worlds if, his, if he didn't have to deal with injuries? If he would have just come off of indoors the way he did and was able to just kind of progress normally the way he's progressing normally
2: now? Metal over but under, not gold. Over under 2.5 place. I'd say silver. I think he would have flipped spots
0: with Curly from last year. so you you
2: would run 987
1: and got silver
0: (laughs) that's a very specific time but i guess yeah that's the only time that's available in between gold and (laughs) and 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 the the silver medalist so yeah yeah i he's 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 proven he can do it at the championship i just think curly wasn't going to be beat this year in that race in that setting but yeah, who knows? I mean, if you want to say he, he would have won gold, I wouldn't have argued with him. If you want to say he would have gotten fourth, I don't, I think that probably would have been not given him enough credit for, for what he's done. But now we get to actually see. I mean, he he scratched a lot this year. He had a lot of, I felt like every week he was being entered and then pulled out of a race here and there. So I just interpret that as this guy's way more hurt than we think. And then you saw him at Worlds. He didn't look anything like himself. And then now a couple of weeks later, he's, back to running sub tens. So yeah, is he just, is he incrementally better health wise, but he crossed an important threshold that allows him to get to that sub 10 maybe, or is it completely behind him? I don't, I don't know. And I guess him running the rest of the season will help us answer that question.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm hoping that uh, for the record, I think, I think you would have gotten fourth. Um, I still think USA would have swept, uh, but I think Jacob's, I'm hoping that like he can gets a little quicker on his times the rest of this year. I think I hope that he's like a legitimate factor in the Diamond League, maybe even wins or gets second, beat some of the other Americans. Yeah. And then we can go into 2023, being like, all right, Jacobs is mm-hmm. back. We know what Curly has has right now. And we could potentially get a really good 2023 with a lot of good storylines. You yeah. know, you have the Oh, you have multiple guys who can win it.
0: Yeah. 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 Because you you can make an argument. You can make an argument for all three U.S. athletes. You can make an argument then for Jacobs. And that's just where you start, right? So you start with okay, there's four people legitimately who can claim that number one spot. And then you would probably add on people from that too, because there's a possibility of other people entering into that conversation. Important correction from the chat, courtesy of Donovan. Gordon, Norway isn't part of the EU and doesn't use the euro. Oh shoot, they're not. So you can't can't use that clip. Yeah, my I should have corrected Gordon. I almost I'd like to mock Gordon in this instance, like I did when I told him they weren't part of the Commonwealth. But I I, I didn't I didn't call him out. So they are not. Yes, all in the game says you're expecting a lot if you think Gordon would know that. To which Jonathan replied expecting most american snows would be too much especially someone like gordon (laughs) this is great
1: so norway is part of the eea wait
0: yeah it's not
2: the same do do they use the euro they don't use the euro
0: they don't use the euro according to it no
2: they're part of the eea
1: and the efta and shenzhen shenzhen but not eu i don't even know what that means yeah. All right. Well, maybe we can make him president of European athletics. How about that?
0: Yeah. You had that Does whole that title lined up too for your post. You had the whole thing like, Yuck. after winning 5-K, Jakob Ingebrigtsen should be in charge of the EU. <laughs> now you can't. Thank you for the correction though. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you for saving Great me from that embarrassment. One. I appreciate it.
0: it. It's making me worried that I'm not thinking critically enough about the things you say. That one just skated right by me.
2: Did you watch the highlight clip I sent you? Yeah. That I made? Yeah. That was good. Maybe we'll show we the people play that, that later. Yeah, we should play we'll that. We'll make a better one at the that. end of the year.
0: <laughs> I like how it just ends, too.
2: Just, people don't know what we're talking <laughs> just, about.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gordon made a, I guess you could say, a reel of me shaking my head at Gordon. Basically every time on the pod. And just some silly stuff that you said. All right, women's hundred. Upset City in the women's hundred. Gina Luckencamper wins it at home in a dramatic race. You won't see many one hundred meter races have this many twists and turns in it. Dina Asher Smith pulls up. Looks like Munjinga Kambunji is gonna cruise to victory, but Lucken Camper comes on late, runs ten point nine nine. Kambunji the same time, and then Dara Neta just one one hundredth behind her. So you have three women there, all within one one hundredth of a second. And Luckin Camper gets it done on her home track. You know these are the moments that people are going to remember um, from these championships, where you have an athlete pull an upset, pull a stunner um, in front of the home crowd. And yeah, it was pretty pretty exciting moment here. I I, I got to say. I mean, even though. European Championship Women Hundred. If you're a if you're a track you know purist or elitist, you're like, well, you know, only 10.99. But it's just a cool moment. It's just a cool moment to see someone uh, pull off an upset on this type of stage on their home track.
1: Yeah, and a lot of I mean, you couldn't have that many storylines in a 11 second race because you had. The moment with, with Kambungji with the lead, you had you had uh, Dina Asher Smith pulling up with the calf or cramp injury or whatever it was, and then you had the late kick. It was a kick. It was a, there was a kick yes. in this race with Gina yeah. Luck Kemper kicking. I mean, she was out of it with forty meters to go. I did not see. Oh yeah, I mean, I thought maybe the other Brit would catch Kambungji, but I did not see. Luckin Kemper out in in the from Germany to take the win. So that was incredible.
2: Mhm. Yeah,
0: and you know, was we that all Luck thought... Should, first,
1: yeah. Was that Luckin Kemper's first Was that first time breaking 11?
0: I believe it was. Let's pull up the get a profile up there we can double check. Um I'm just I thought she came on late and like all of her momentum was was moving in that direction. Even though the difference was point oh one, I thought she had it. I thought she had it. But then the camera immediately goes to Cambungeie and all the the crowd goes to or sorry, the oh no, she's run well, oh, she's run 1095. My apologies. Um a while ago though. All the attention Yeah. All the attention um was on cam but i was like i think i think luck and camper got this she was on the ground and then um they reveal the times and then yeah nada was right there in the mix too so very very hard to to separate all of them but just is exciting right it's exciting women's hundred uh hopefully ash smith's all good moving forward we see her more uh on the diamond league circuit but yeah Exciting women's hunter. Completely different than the men's side of things. Men's side of things after about 30 meters, you knew who won. You had the big favorite who held it all the way to the line. This was just like twists and turns and all sorts of unpredictabilities. Fun race.
2: Yeah.
1: I wasn't expecting it. It's always fun when you get fun races in the when you look I mean, did any of us pick this race in our races to watch draft?
0: Uh you had Asher Smith. Yes. So you got Does that the count.
1: I guess I got it, but I feel like that doesn't count.
0: No, that doesn't count. So I'm ahead. I think because I have, I have uh, Marcel Jacobs and you had Britson's double, which I mean, it was cool, but was it that cool? <laughs> stay tuned we- after the break and we'll Let's find out.
2: T- <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Good race. All around. It was fun. Yeah. Was that yeah. why you texted me whoa? Yeah. You texted I was, me I being whoa, a, a, with
1: no context. I wasn't sure what I was, it was being
0: talking. a bit I was being kind of a bit sarcastic. I was just I wanted to share it with somebody. You know, <laughs> worlds worlds, everybody's texting you everything during the whole meet, so you get used to all this interaction with, with people. And then European championships happen, and I'm just sitting by myself staring at a computer. So I just wanted someone in the outside world to, to acknowledge what was going on. So I was like, Gordon, he'll know. And so I, and the first thing I could think of was, whoa. So that's why I sent it. it I realized how sad that makes me seem. After those words <laughs> came out of my mouth, I realized that did not make me sound cool at all. I'm okay with that, I'm a dad.
2: I, I didn't know, I,
1: honestly, I didn't watch this live. I watched a lot of it in replay format. So I thought the woe was maybe connected to like an email you got or something like work, like a work email. Clearly so like you this. didn't
0: care at all because you didn't follow up at all. You had no interest in it.
1: And then I was trying to figure out, okay, was this woe in reaction to Marcel Jacobs or was it in reaction to Wait. the woman's 100? And I was trying to like, all right, what would be more of a woe? And I was like, it's got to be the woman's 100. And that's what I Wait, figured it so out. so
0: why did you not just ask me?
1: I just figured it out. I didn't need to ask. I was like, "Okay, this is about euros." Okay, is the woe about Marcel Jacobs or Lucking Kemper? And I looked at the time. I was like, looking. I like. I literally looked at the time you sent it, and then I went to the schedule page and see what time. Oh my god! And I tried wait, to match it up. Wait, this makes you up. sound better like, yeah, than me. That one. I could have just asked, but I wanted to not ask. I wanted to act like I knew. Okay,
0: so I was just like Colt. Yeah. Colt, help us decide something. Who sounds like the bigger loser here?
1: i i'm not i mean i think you kevin honestly i think yeah, i nah, think sending the, the the just un unrequited just like no reason whoa i think is kind of a problem maybe
0: yeah thank but you but gordon instead of just responding with question mark or what happened he goes back and looks on the schedule page like he's on csi to try to figure out <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's also not great but you know
0: cross referencing it i guess I didn't being... want to out
1: myself that i wasn't watching it live and you probably would think oh you're oh, being that okay. podcast partner because you're not doing your research for the podcast but i was like well i'm just gonna watch it so on the... i there.
0: was being overly social like unnecessarily social because i desperately was in need of it and you were in the opposite direction you were being unnecessarily anti-social i think that's the way to yeah, break it down sure. all right Let's talk about the controversy of the meet. Men's long jump. Jacob Fincham Dukes of Great Britain thought he had a silver medal. The reason he thought he had a silver medal is because he was second in the results. And he did a lap of honor. He took photos. He had the flag draped around him. And then we find out he didn't because there was a protest after the lap of honor from the French team That ruled that his first jump, his first jump of the competition was actually a foul. He was in a tie, but based on the tiebreaker, he was in the second position. And then once he had that first jump thrown out, it bumped him all the way down into fifth place. So no medal for Fincham Jukes. And he has all these strange memories now of walking around the track with the flag you know, having that feeling that he had the medal only to find out later on that he was moved down to fifth because his jump was thrown out. Now, Britain counter-protested it. Ultimately, they lost as well too. There's a lot of things going on here, right? Because we have the whole idea of long jump protests and long jump fouls, which remember we did a pod on this before, pretty controversial. We can throw up the, let's get the screenshot up here, Colt, of Fincham Dukes' jump. Now, this is obviously not very scientific, but the whole, remember the idea of like, it's not over the plasticine, but then before takeoff, their foot is crossing the border. So there's that whole thing, which I don't know if we need to relitigate litigate right now because everybody's said their feelings about whether or not they like it or not. But then there's the idea of like, it wasn't picked up at the time. So the equipment didn't pick it up at the time, which is an issue, which leads to someone completing their whole competition, thinking that they have a legal jump. And then the long jump, that matters because it impacts your strategy throughout the rest of the competition. So this is a huge problem here. And I don't know how you fix it other than saying you just can't, at a certain point, you can't protest at a certain point. You need to go off the results as they stand because yeah. Okay. You could say this was a foul and it would be wrong to keep him in that spot, but also having it called a foul, or having it called fair, impacts the complete rest of his jumps because then he has to make decisions about how he's approaching the board. So this is a bad situation all around. I can't help but think back to Eugene, Devin Allen, more uh, track and field blunders here where it just seems like we have a weird way of adjudicating things that is very confusing to people. And if you apply it to other sports, wouldn't make much sense. I know sometimes in the NBA, they go back and they said, you know, the foot was on the line and we changed the, you know, the two to a three, right? That, that happens because um, there's a flow of the game. But, you know, they have a break in between every single jump to figure this out. This needs to be decided then.
1: Yeah, there should definitely be a statute of limitations on protesting here. And I mean, maybe we don't know, but maybe the protest was filed right away by the French and. It was always a pending protest and so he just was like oh it's gonna be fine and like but i want to know when the french actually filed it did they file it right after or did they wait to all six attempts and their athlete was in fourth and then they filed it well, because that's you know okay
0: but why does it take that long even if they if you track do it and if field, you file, that's why they don't our sports so take dumb. it the meat's going on forever anyway sport is great the meat's going on for forever anyway Take an extra 30 seconds or a minute, look at it, get it right, and then move on with the competition. Because, again, this impacts the rest of the competition. If you want to retroact, you know, the, the opposite, it's true in, in the 800, the 1500, the 5000, 10,000, right? So, or or even, you know, running out of your lane in the quarter. It's not like they pulled them off the track in the middle of the event you run the race, you go back and you look at it and you say, all right, that person's DQ, but that's fine because you can just like remove that person from the results and it's all good. This is an individual who thought they had a mark bases the rest of their competition on achieving that mark and then finding out, oh, that didn't count. And then you find it out when you think you're about to get a mellow around your neck. That's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it is
1: ridiculous. I mean, in other sports, once the next, like, if you want to challenge a football play, once the next snap is, starts, the challenge cannot be thrown, right? And you're like, you miss yeah. out on your opportunity. That's why teams rush to spike the ball because they don't want the catch to be reviewed. Mm-hmm. I mean, Holding I think they're just thinking, in the like, oh, quarter, you, per- you have not won the Super Bowl anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. um, upon the further review, give us back the trophy, yeah. and we are giving it to the other team. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, I think it's just more of a. I don't. It's not about whether or not the call is right on the on the foul there. It's just more about like you can't wait till after six attempts to then foul the first attempt. There needs to be like yeah.
0: If it's the sixth attempt, I get it. If it's the sixth attempt, I'm not making this argument. That's a totally different situation, right? If it's if it's the final attempt because it's not impacting the rest of the competition, and you're going to have more time to, to try to get that right. But the
2: first jump, Gordon, the first jump. I just, I mean, the question is, did they
1: file the protest after the first jump, but they just didn't like read the protest uh, file until after all six were done? Because they were like, oh, this is only going to matter if he's a medalist. Again. So that could have
0: been what happened. They got to do better though they got to do better they need to speed up the processes if no one could see that this would become an issue then they need to change that process to where this stuff gets called out immediately like i'm guessing every coach out there right has a has a tablet right and they're watching every single jump which they should do and the 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 coaches or the technical delegates whoever like that's, it's not their fault. Like their job is to try to get medals for their country. So I don't blame them for filing a protest, but like if they're seeing it in real time, there needs to be, and there's an expectation that they're seeing it in real time. You're right. There needs to be a time limit of when they can file a protest and it can't be after the competition is over. Hey, your first jump is like, it's just, again,
2: this wouldn't really fly anywhere else. Yeah, they wouldn't. But that's our sport. It's weird. Maybe they just say
1: like the sport that the competition is over after all six attempts. So the window, the protest window, is what ninety minutes or thirty minutes after the final jump of the final competitor. Yeah, you know, the same way they don't look at if you step on the inside lane in the first lap of a twenty-five lap ten k. The clock doesn't start on protest until everyone crosses the finish line. And so maybe it's like, the clock doesn't start on protest window until everyone has done all six of their jumps. It's stupid, though. We can agree. Yeah. But it's stupid.
0: But but there's strategy involved in this, right? Like, Yeah, because if you know you're winning, this, you're not going to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What if he was in the gold medal spot? What if he was way ahead of everybody else? What if his 807 was way ahead of everybody else and he didn't even take the final jump? And then you come to find out that... You didn't have the goal like they. Yeah. It's it's different. It's a different type of event because the way it's conducted and you need to treat protests then differently. You can't do it. this you can't do what you suggested. You can't wait 30 minutes after the 10K to do it like they need to have a quicker process for this to get this information out to the athletes, because it's not just the fact that, oh, it's a, a bad look for them to have a guy doing a lap of honor. And then find out he didn't get a medal the bad look is that this could have altered the competition if he had another shot at it knowing that he needed a bigger mark he could have gotten maybe it back into the medals
1: are there any kind of limits on protests at all or is it kind of just willy-nilly you could protest anything at any time for any reason you can protest anything as long as it's within the protest window Um, but i do think it costs money to protest right
0: I know at USATF championships it does. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not like a huge amount of money, but I mean, and then they do that again, so people
1: don't just protest it just for the heck
0: of it. Yeah. And there's a lot of protests that you never hear about because you'll see it like on results sites of like, Oh, under, under protest or pending or something like that. The result doesn't go final. And then it's just like, okay, wait, what were you protesting? Cause someone thinks they saw someone step on the inside line and then they have to go back and, and look at it. But. The other issue too here is this the equipment that we're dealing with like not being able to pick this up and then having having to go back and look at it again that to me is you know reminds me of the whole Devin Allen saga again too and then this whole rule change here where they're they're really expecting a lot from athletes just like they're expecting the reaction times to be good but not that good And in the long jump and triple jump, they're expecting them to hit the board well, but not that well. Because if you hit it too well, (laughs) then it gets marked against you. It's like, come on. Like, wouldn't it be better just to not have this situation? Like, why are we inviting situations where we need such specific degrees of, like, our instrumentation to be calibrated so perfectly that it just opens the door for things to be wrong? When you could just widen the margin of error a little bit here and allow like in the, in the sprints, someone to get away with theoretically guessing the gun or in the case of long jump, someone being right on the board. Like that's if Carl Lewis,
1: if Carl Lewis had that spot on the, on the board back in the 1980s, it would not have been a foul because the technology would have been like, yeah, it looks good.
0: (laughs) Well, they'd look at it. It's, it's their you look eyes, look right? at it. Yeah, these are yeah. eyes. Yeah, it's clear. It's
1: but now we got to find w- reasons to be like, actually, technically, if you move it on the angle of the parameter of the Well, uh, and <laughs> this, is,
0: this, is, this is where it's similar to other sports. Instant replay gets introduced in the NFL, and then we're all debating what is a catch. And then you yeah. slow anything down, and you look at it from 12 different angles, and then you start, well, one – and it's just it, – it takes the fun a little bit – no, a lot out of, out of sports if you're just – if you're litigating such minor, minor things. Yeah. But in track and field, it seems as if they're punishing people for being right at the, like, edge of human performance, which is a weird thing to do. Like, Devin Allen, we all saw the headlines, right, was too good at starting. That's why he got DQ'd. Yeah.
1: It might be like naive a little bit, but this seems so much simpler than a catch, right? Like either you've crossed the line or you haven't. Should be the rule. It feels like they're just building corner cases for things that are going to trip them up in the long term. But
0: yeah, it's it's almost like they're desperate to use the technology.
1: (laughs) It's like we paid a lot for it. We got to use it.
0: At 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 the cost of um, having some issues like this. And again, this is this is separate from the. Separate yet related to having a protest that comes after the person's completed their competition. Uh, Abby Mola in the chat says, I would say go with tech. If you're going with tech in tennis, you go with Hawkeye or the machine on the net. doesn't matter how you feel or how close it is. Go with the tech. Problem is though, tech's got to be right then. And the tech has to be very, 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 very precise. Cause as we saw in the men's hurdles, in eugene and then that da- that data got posted right how many people had the reaction time of was it 0. 0.115 or lower in through the men's hundred the men's high hurdles i think and it was 20 something times in eugene and then the next highest was what six or five from the last few yeah. championships i mean i mean we it's just sometimes the stuff can be off and it doesn't need to be off by much i mean the real question is are they getting an advantage from this and what is the advantage that they're gained but i'm still waiting on sebco's answer about the ball start that's what i want to know you're never gonna get it
2: never no i'm not going to but listen i asked the tough questions gordon you ready for guess my pr yeah i am <clears throat> let's do All this right. it's time yeah. it's is it time we got anything else anything else in the like european no, nothing else. And
0: I just, okay. Sorry. I was checking my email there. I uh, just got my utility bill for this month, and it was high again. So I'm just going to yeah. stop watering my lawn. I've, I've given up. not going to say. Uh, but just if you want my Venmo, um, I'll post it later on at the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to the – uh guess my PR. All are right. Your lawn? So I'm going to tell you
1: – I guess we live in Texas. You got to do that.
0: Well, I think I should I have just have given been- up, though, at the beginning. I don't have any.
1: Grass
0: Never in my lawn. So, it is funny. Speaking of weather, people love it when you talk about local weather, especially on an international podcast like this. But <laughs> we've had, we had like one what in the last three months. It's rained like once, something like that, if that. And it's like it hasn't even been cloudy. And then I look at the weather app on my phone, and then from next from Thursday all the way to next Friday, it's like every single day is thunderstorms in the forecast. It's like a week short really? of thunderstorms. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Oh,
1: I'm supposed okay. to go to a pool party this weekend.
0: It You know, it's the weather. Saturday, it doesn't say thunderstorms. So go to, okay, go to good. Saturday. All right. What, I'm going to give you this information. I uh, guess my PR this week comes from a freshman, a freshman in high school that had only run middle school cross country before my freshman track season. All right. And you're going to guess the 800 and 400 PBs, the 800 and 400 PBs. Here's the workout week before the 800 PB, two times 400 with five minutes rest at 56 and then 57, then one times 300 at 43, two times 150 at 21. All right. You you want me to repeat that? So
2: two 400s, two 300s,
0: two 150s? No. Two 400s, one 300, two 150s.
1: With a lot of rest. Five minutes rest every time?
0: Yeah, so 56, 57, 43, 21, 21. Okay. All right, clue number two, the 4 by 4 team that he was on ran 327. Okay. Clue number three, Good the 4 by 8 team...
2: The 4 by 8 team ran 755. That's a bigger clue. 755. Yeah. So... Let's pull up the photo here. Ooh, photo? Crew. He's hip I like this. He's hip 2 on this.
0: Hip 2. Looks like an 800. Yes, and and this so is... this
2: is freshman in high school right now?
0: Yeah. Yeah, freshman in high so school. And so he
2: ran this at the end of his freshman year?
0: Doesn't say when he ran it, but I'm guessing I mean, it's, it's he ran I'm assuming that's what. Yeah.
1: And all he From had North was Middle school cross country training leading into it, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. And he's from okay. North Carolina. So people are fast in North Carolina. I don't, does he wearing super shoes there too? I guess we could you know, zoom in on the spikes if you want to be, you know, trying to figure out yeah, those, exactly those how fast I he's going. Tell. Um,
1: All right. Okay. So here's the thing you guys, a lot of times when I play Guess My PR, I just try to like think of the workouts I did and how fast I was.
2: And then just extrapolate from that and so i think he's faster than me when i was a freshman in high school
1: because when i was a freshman in high school i ran 204 in the 800 so i think he's faster than that and if the team is running 755 you can't have a 204 on that because that means there's like a really good runner so
2: i'm thinking he's a freshman so he's probably not the fastest. So I'm going to say two flat. Oh, wait. Shoes? Oh, those look like those are Nikes. All right. We're going 159. All right. And then the 400, what do you think? 400's like 52. You win. <gasps> you win.
0: One, well, you didn't get it right, but you were close. You are a second slow on both though.
2: 158
0: for this is for William. 158.24 in the eight, and then fifty-one point six in the quarter. That counts
1: as a win. That's a win. I'm back on it. I'm back on my game. This is good. I'm ready to go now. Get your guess your PRs in, and I'm gonna (laughs) predict them all perfectly because now I'm going on a run. I was on a losing streak, now I'm on a hot streak. (laughs) Technically I'm a two two. Two guess my PR hot streak because I guess the eight hundred and the four hundred. So I'm two for two right now.
0: That's fast still for a freshman, right? Or are, it is. Or are my high school calibrations off? Am I stuck? No, in that's a good for a decade? freshman. I mean, it feels I'm, fast.
1: Yes, yeah, breaking two freshman year that starts off your career well, so you can try to you know run in the mid one fifties by end of sophomore year. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, if I keep going, yeah. I could get a, a scholarship.
0: Yeah. 147 Good luck, with man. some diamond leagues this year.
1: Yeah, you can win the diamond. Yeah, you probably could win the diamond league next year.
0: <laughs> the way it's going now. <laughs> All right. Thanks, to William. If you want to participate, guess my PR, email us. Send photos, send videos, send your workouts, flowtrack at gmail.com. Subject line, guess my PR. Uh, also internet coach if you're looking for advice, you know, from Gordon. Send an email our way as well. Too. Oh, by the way, you know the person... The Virginia Tech kid? For the club?
2: Yeah. So, yeah. he ended up, maybe it's a different person? Maybe there's, I'm confused. Because there's another Aiden McCarthy who goes to Cal Poly who ran 148.
1: But yeah, the person know. that we talked about was a Virginia a Tech research. kid.
2: Was a Virginia, I was looking
1: him up because I wanted to see when he ran his and I'm just like, all right, which one is Gordon this? Did, I don't I don't know. You did
0: more research on this than the Euro champs. That's what's
1: great about this. then he,
2: he it doesn't make any sense because there's an Aiden McCarthy who ran like it it may match
1: up. It may be the same person, but it may not be. And I'm really confused because he has his you know forty nine, ninety nine, four hundred a 153, 800, but then he's running 148 for Cal Poly, which is on the other side of the country.
2: So I'm not sure if this is yeah, the same not Aiden in, McCarthy.
0: Not in the EU, just to clarify. Cal Poly.
1: But he's running a race on the East Coast, and then like a month later, he's running
2: for Cal Poly on the West Coast. I don't know. Maybe Van he... Noy.
0: Van Noy went from yeah. one coast to Cal Poly or not like a Gulf Coast. I don't know.
1: I was confused. I don't know if there's two Aiden McCarthy's. What are the odds? A two Aiden McCarthy's running the 800 in the low 150s, high 140s? Pretty low. Pretty
0: pretty low odds there. Uh, do more research, I think, on this. Is, and the
1: same age, both story. like young freshman type
0: runners. So I don't know. Uh, today at European Championships, you got the the men's 400, women's 400. You get to see Femke Bowl. And then the men's high hurdles. Um before we go though, um, do you want to do deep dive into cross country? Just kidding. <laughs> Me I was can't about to. too.
2: No,
1: because you were talking about what's the guy's the long jumper's name?
0: That we were just talking about? Jacob Fincham Jukes from Oak State.
1: Yeah. From Oklahoma yeah. State. Oklahoma yeah, yeah. State. Good team. They got a good men's team. They're hosting. They might surprise. Uh, no, I've been doing a lot my of research on, on the rankings, which I, I, go, I dive into them, and then I dive out, and I dive back in, and I dive out. Uh, hopefully, I have them by net, end of next week, and then we'll really be able to yeah. tell you. You, know, you give my full top 30,
2: both the men's and women's side.
1: I can tell you who like, the favorites
2: what- are.
0: Yeah, we all know who the favorites are.
2: I don't think you do.
1: Let's see if you okay, Uh, let's play a game. Let's play a game. No, not team. Not team favorite. I'm talking about
2: individual favorites. NC
0: State. Can you name Connor Manson? Can you name
2: who the top three men are? Kyoko. I think he's graduated. Think that's not Charles Hicks. Yeah. That's one. Nico Young. Two. You name the third. You won't name the third. Um, Kai Robinson. No. Close.
0: What was uh, The other Stanford guy.
2: Yeah, Cole Sprout. All right. Women. Can you name the three?
0: Caitlin Tuohy.
2: Correct. Taylor Rowe. Correct. Does Mercy
0: Chalanga have eligibility? She does. There. Wow, that ding, was easy. Ding, ding. Yeah. You said that was supposed to be hard? Just I know. Light well, work for me. Light, light work. Sure. I saw Washington released their schedule. Now they have two regular season meets. That was a fun little graphic they put out. Did you see that? It's like, here's our schedule. It's like five things listed total. That's the whole schedule because it's two regular season meets, conference regionals and nationals. That was yeah. kind of. Sports. Sports. they're going Weird. to the ca- cowboy jamboree and the uh nutty Cone meet um i but nau, NAU really NAU, NAU. Schedule. yeah
1: what do you think of it good schedule well, should we do a big uh schedule breakdown
0: pod <laughs> well the the nba has been doing it
1: i know so well they're running this meet called the coaching tree invitational in bloomington indiana
0: coaching tree is that is coaching that a, tree an app? Coaching. Is coaching tree an app know. or is it like literally like a coaching tree? Like you had to have been part of this coaching tree to get it. I think invited. that's what it
1: is. I think you had to be part of the coaching tree. But who's this kind of cool? Is it Ron Helmer's coaching tree?
0: I kind of like this. Is that idea. what it is? What happens if that coach change like leaves then? Does that like, that invite gets passed on to somebody else?
2: Okay, I'm gonna Google this. What is the coaching tree? Invitational. What does that even mean? It's people who used to coach with
1: Ron Helmer. Is that what it is? But does well, NAU have a connection to
2: Ron Helmer? I don't. You're asking did Mike Smith, asking or did Mike Smith like coach with Ron
1: Helmer at one point, or like his athlete at one point? Oh yeah, he did. Prior to coming to IU, Helmer served as director and head coach at Georgetown for eight years. That makes sense. There you go.
2: Interesting. So who else is in the meet?
1: I don't know, but it's the Ron Helmer coaching tree. That's fun. Love maybe it. This is his final Love year. It. Um, because he's yeah. So maybe they're having like a a victory, a victory celebration
0: in the form of a cross country meet. They could do that in the NBA. Like the Greg Popovich coaching tree. It would just be all of the league, though. Literally be. Do that for. uh,
1: Well, is it Greg Pop? I guess I call it the Brett Brown coaching tree now.
0: No, Brett Brown is part of Pop's coaching tree. That's not. No, no, it's separate. There's a break. There's a break. Similar
1: to like Andy Reid. Is it Andy Reid's coaching tree in the NFL or
0: is it. um, It's Bill Walsh's, isn't it? Bill Bill Walsh? Who's
1: Andy Reid's? No, it's the Green Bay coach.
0: Oh Holmgren. Holmgren, but Holmgren yeah. was Holmgren. under. It wasn't Holmgren under Walsh. I don't. I don't know. I could be
1: wrong on that. I don't know. This is a. This podcast is getting off the rails. People are like, no, "What it's... is <laughs>
2: Brett Brown?"
0: I just think uh... <laughs> N- nothing. Never mind. What? Um, okay. No, I just going through cross country schedules is good. Is good. We should have done a whole <laughs> pod. <laughs>
1: Well, we found out there's a Coaching Tree Invitational. Whatever that means, That's I know. When I
0: first saw it, I thought there might be it might be the name of some product, though. Right? I mean, I know what the term Coaching Tree means, but there also there also could be uh some sort of it could be it's a clever name, right? Like if you're coming up with some sort of like coaching app, I don't know, Coaching Tree. Hey, did you log your workout in Coaching Tree? Yeah, I did. Did you? But literally, it means Coaching Tree. So yeah, but we don't know who's there, other than. Nau and Indiana, NAU,
2: right? And Indiana, yeah. Probably Georgetown will go. Is yeah, no,
0: right? Yeah. All right. Just so much to look forward to. Friday.
2: You really are we'll not have a looking lot... forward to cross country.
0: No, I'm loving it. I'm loving it this year. This is the. Year. I mean, I'm kind of locked in. I guessed all your top three. Uh, Friday, we'll have a lot to talk about. The men's 15 is going to be on Thursday night, so we'll talk about that on Friday. And then we'll preview – we got NACAC coming up this weekend too. The North American – Who's on the NACAC team? Well, um, there's some big – there's actually some big names that are running it because people figured out what you and I had talked about, what was it, two years ago? Like all the points that go to being a continental champion make it worth your while to make the trip to run. And I think – I think this is still the case.
2: You get the standard out of the way
0: if you win it. People thought before you got the buy. Remember that was publicized? You got a buy into World Championships if you won NACAC or Continental Championships. But that's not the case. You get the, you get the standard. You get a buy. You get a standard.
2: Just looking at notable names, we have um, Johnny Gregoric in the
1: fifteen hundred. Duncan Hamilton, three k steeple. Eric Holt in Your the guy. fifteen. Jager, Evan Jager's running the steeple. Woody Kincaid's in the five k. Kyrie King yeah. sprints. Jonah Koek in the eight. Sean McGordy in the five and ten. Um, Josh Thompson.
0: There, yeah, there's a reason Bowerman's going. They they figured it out too. Yeah, they know the Steph value. Steph Bruce in the ten k. They ran the numbers. They realize it's worth it to go.
1: Trying to see if there's any other interesting sprinters.
2: How many interests? Heather, Heather McLean in the 15. She's gonna kill. She's gonna kill it. Um. Anyway. Yeah, that's cool. Aj Wilson's running the eight. Um. Smart. Smart.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess she doesn't really oh. need it because she didn't, she'll get the standard no problem. But if you're running if the if you're longer still
1: listening stuff, to this, if you're still listening to this podcast this late into
2: it, we do have. Yeah news kipchoge who's running in berlin news. is gonna be running live on flow track in the us mm. so Try.
1: that's exciting berlin marathon if you live in the us and a few other european countries you get to watch it live on flow track so that's exciting we'll probably do a live pod for that maybe we'll see it's gonna be in the middle of the night but we're gonna have a good time check out berlin marathon that's in that's coming soon right it's
0: like in a month End of, September. End of September. End of September. Yeah. Is Colt going to wake up early and produce a live show?
2: He might. I mean, it's Kipchoge. see. Mm-hmm. And I think
1: I heard rumors that Kira D'Amato might go there to try to break the American record. So,
0: mm-hmm. might be worth it. Your is what excitement
1: you're is just oozing
0: out of your facial emotions right now. Well, you know, I have a good poker face, Gordon. I am always excited to see Kipchoge. What do you mean? Why would I not be excited to be Kip- see Kipchoge? This is gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. I'm just thinking about waking up at two in the morning. That's oh, why okay. my face was like that. Yeah. And I was listening to Cole talk about how excited he is. So
1: hyped. <laughs> right, hyped. There we go. All
0: right, All right, that's it. Email the show. Flowtrackpodcast.gmail.com. dot com. Last time you're gonna see uh, this picture. Take a picture. <laughs> take a screenshot. Nobody right now. really cares that much about that picture, but see you guys.
2: See you guys.